Update at noon. Duncan, good afternoon. Thanks for speaking to us here on Update at Noon. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, firstly, I just saw a response from Telcom who say that uh, they are still awaiting scope uh, of this particular investigation. So, uh, confirming basically what you had written, that this came out of the blue virtually. Yes, this was certainly very surprising given uh, this stuff happened a very long time ago. Uh, I um, I actually covered this stuff in, in quite some detail at the time and it really does feel like ancient history. So it's all a bit strange that the president has suddenly uh, decided that this warrants an SIU investigation when uh, this was in the headlines a good 10 to 15, most of this was in the headlines a good 10 to 15 years ago. So it does raise some interesting questions about why now. So in trying to answer that question, uh, why would the the president want to get into this particular matter right now? Uh, What could possibly be at play? You know, it's... uh, you know, there, there are a lot of uh, ways one could speculate around exactly what is driving this, but my guess is that this is actually all related to radio frequency spectrum, the allocation thereof, and to the digital migration project. Now, it seems at first glance that the two are completely divorced from one another. This happened 10 to 15 years ago. It's completely unrelated to spectrum, but... Uh, there is a, an important conference coming up at the end of December, as we all know, the ANC elective conference, um, where President Ramaphosa is hoping to be re-elected as president of the ruling party. And one of his signature policies is uh, to do with the digital migration project and the interrelated project to license broadband spectrum to mobile operators. He has promised that this project will be done this year. In fact, he's set a deadline of the end of March, for example, for analog television broadcasts to be switched off. And we know his communications minister is pushing as hard and as fast as she can to get to meet that date in the face of a growing wall of litigation, which is threatening to derail the whole thing. Now, on the uh, on the licensing of Spectrum, Telcom, which of course is uh, still effectively a well, it is a partially state-owned company with the government owning directly over 40% of its equity, is taking ICASA, the communications regulator, to court because it's unhappy with the way the regulator has set about uh, licensing the spectrum. It's actually the second time it's approached the courts. Uh, and the fact that it's approached the courts is actually threatening to, to derail or, or throw out the tight time schedules, the deadlines that ICASA has set for this licensing process, because if the court finds in ICASA's favor, then there's a good chance that the spectrum auction is not going to happen this year, time for the ANC elective conference at the end of the year, where the president would like to stand up and say, look what I have delivered on one of my signature uh, policy platforms. So um, Telcom in effect, and ETV, by the way, which is also suing the minister over the digital migration project. Both of these companies are standing in the way of meeting these deadlines. Um, and this is particularly interesting given Telcom is partially state-owned. Now, you can be sure that the Minister of Communications, Kumbudzo Chaveni, has been putting a lot of pressure on Telcom behind the scenes to abandon or at least lessen this litigation. Uh, and she doesn't seem to have succeeded. So that's led me to speculate, and I must say it is informed speculation. It's speculation, but it is informed speculation, that what's happening here is that um, this is a, a pressure that's being put by the government, by the minister, and, and possibly by the president himself uh, on telecom uh, because of their unwillingness to budge on this issue.
So uh, just to take that further, and as you say, uh, perhaps Ria, worth reiterating that it is a speculation at this point. Um, with regard to that political pressure uh, against the president, how does this help him in his bid for re-election as ANC president? Well, I think, you know, because he has said that these are two key policy platforms for the for his administration, he has promised that digital migration, which, by the way, uh, his predecessor, Jacob Zuma, wasn't able to deliver through his entire time in office, the nine, nine or so years he was president of South Africa. Um, he replaced his communications minister on a basically a yearly basis, and the project just just fumbled along and never went anywhere. Uh, and, and he's made it a, a policy priority of his government to get this project, which is now more than 10 years past the deadline. I think, in fact, it's 13 years past the original deadline that was set by um, set by the minister, the previous, an old minister, uh, Avi Matsepe Kasaburi, under the Tabo Mbeki administration, to get this done by December 2010. So we're, we're about 12 years or so behind schedule with the compared to the original deadline. Uh, we haven't licensed new spectrum in more than 16 years. So the operators are currently refarming or reallocating spectrum that they were allocated more than a decade and a half ago so that they can roll out limited 4G, so never mind 5G services. And so the president's made this. He knows this is a, a priority. It, it has a direct bearing and impact on economic growth. If the spectrum can be licensed, it will have a direct impact on, on South Africa's GDP growth going forward. Um, and and so if, I think if he misses it this year, after making such high-profile promises that this is going to be done, I think it's not going to look good on him. And and just finally, Duncan, as you say, it almost seems like ancient history. So what exactly happened uh, in Talcom all those years ago that prompted <laughs> this investigation now? Sure, no, um, uh, I, I hope you're able to give me the rest of your show to answer <laughs> that question. Because, uh, let, let's try and condense it as much as we can. <laughs> Let me, let me just summarize what the president has asked the SIU to investigate. So there are three main areas. Uh, I, th I think the big one is related to the investments that uh, Telcom made in Africa uh, around that time. Uh, the CEO of Telcom at the time was uh, a, a guy by the name of Papi Morlotsane. He was later axed by the board. Uh, he, they made an investment, a disastrous investment in Nigeria uh, called Multilinks. Uh, which ended up costing them, it's estimated, more than 10 billion rand. Uh, they invested in the wrong technology platform and they just really were not ready to, to go and compete in a, in a market thousands of kilometers away from home. Um, and eventually they, they had to extricate themselves from Nigeria after writing off billions of rand. It was a, it was a real disaster. And there was a lot of talk of corruption that was happening in, that, in, the, in the process, etc. And Telcom actually identified some internal executives who they, who they went after. Um, as a result of uh, all of this, 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 this big disaster up in Nigeria. So and I'm, I'm not sure the full story has ever come out of what happened there. So perhaps an SIU investigation, uh, if it proceeds, would be useful in, in answering some of the questions that we have. Um, there was also a, a, a project related to telex services, uh, and there was a, a company called Petuma Networks that took Telcom to court, and that litigation, as far as I know, is actually still ongoing about uh, 10 or 12 years later. That was um, over a cancelled telex, ship-to-shore telex, uh, it sounds like very old technology now, a contract, uh, and uh, there were a lot of questions around that, so that's one of the areas where the SIU is going to investigate. And then the last one, uh, he hasn't stated it specifically in the Government Gazette, but it appears to relate to a contract that was 
given to Bain and Company, the managing consulting firm, around the time that Sipo Maseko became CEO in 2013. And that was a contract to help Telcom with its mobile strategy. And there were questions raised about why Bain was appointed without going through a um, public tendering process. Telcom has said that it didn't have to actually do that. And uh, it wasn't um, subject to the requirements of the Public Finance Management Act. Uh, but that is one of the areas where um, the president has asked the SIU to investigate as well. So there's quite a lot of detail that uh, the SIU is going to have to go into here. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, Duncan McLeod is the editor at techcentral.co.za. Update at noon.